0: What's up, everyone? Aaron Nagler here with Ross Uglum, who you've seen here before, but it's been a while since we've had Ross on the channel. Ross, thanks so much for taking some time and talking mock draft.
1: That's right. It's mock draft time because the Packers season is over. It is. It's Monday. Um, earliest, you know, and that's what we're talking about, you know, is mock draft Monday. The earliest we've ever done it this year. Um, and I you a know, hand up. I lost the faith. Is uh, it two and five or two and six? And we are just like, <laughs> I saw you were getting the mock drafts yeah. going real early this year. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, because I, so we have like a template at 24 seven sports is still the host that they're, they're pro they're pro uh, football, really their pro sports coverage has kind of died. They've moved it into more of a college space, but that's still who hosts Packer report. So, you know, and we have no problem with them. They're all, they're actually great to us, but um, you know, they have like this template and then you just click clone and then your old mock draft thing is back. and then you just you know redo, so you don't have to like start from scratch every time and so i went back to clone an old mock draft monday and it's like man i never got past like 9.0 or 10.0 we have mock draft monday 11.0 up like today that's (laughs) awesome it's just because you know people like it people read it and again i had lost faith they were two and five i was looking forward and and if you read the first one you'll see that i was looking forward to a different quarterback yeah you were but okay there's a lot to unpack here a lot to unpack (laughs) But we're no longer in that place (laughs) no we are not
0: it's a very the draft needs are very different for the green bay packers than maybe back in late october Uh, but okay so for anyone watching who isn't familiar with your editions of mock draft monday the genesis of it like how it came about and what you do uh, why don't you lay it out for the folks here on the cheesehead tv youtube channel so they have an idea
1: i'm about 94 percent sure it actually started on cheesehead tv i think it's one of the
0: i thought so uh, but i wasn't yeah, sure it's right.
1: one of, it's one of the kind of um staples if you will including the packers big board which is where i rank like so i've been working with FanSpeak for a couple of years where mm-hmm. you can kind of now pff is great for their mock draft sim is awesome i truly but love it like yeah it's it's clean it's it's simple I think the trades are realistic, getting offered trades that are realistic. And like, the
0: slider is like, you can kind of control the AI, right? Yeah, As it's, far it's, as what teams are drafting for and the trades being realistic and things like that. It's cool.
1: Yeah, But I found like my mock is always the same. Why is that? Well, even though I'll have my big board up, like their players still show up in the order that basically one, one and a half guys. And, and by the way, Trevor Sikkim is awesome. I love Trey. Yeah. um, Good dude. Grind super hard. Like th- these are opinions based and they're not all, um consensus for example like I love um Cooper Beebe I don't think he's gonna be a Green Bay Packer <laughs> just because I don't think he has any flexibility but like I see Cooper Beebe and I'm just like oh um 10 years starting NFL guard so if that's worth a top second round pick to you or a super late one if you just have a need at guard like he's right there at like 30 or 40 for me right in that range of you know if the number 1 you know the the first couple teams that need a quarterback take that quarterback right. bring in Cooper BB he'll protect him hmm. trev has him at like 98 so and and by the way consensus on him is closer to 30 to 50 i may be a little high hmm. but like cooper bb as you read it now is um you know consensus in that like second round area so you go to pff and like the first eight mocks i did had cooper bb in round 4 and then i'm finally yeah. just like stop doing this like what, <laughs>
0: It's always the same outcome. Wait a second.
1: I I like to jump around and and get – so what I'm saying is fanspeak – right now I'm at like 200 – because, guys, these these guys, the audacity of these people to go back to school is just driving me insane. I've had to just – How dare they? Wipe people (laughs) off my board. Um, So we're down to like 255 players. I like to have 260 or 270 before I send it off to fanspeak. Right. And then that – then for me or for what I used to do for Cheesehead and what still gets done for for Pack Report is – I'll take now I'll just basically take quarterbacks off or I'll move them, you know, super far down to where you won't, you know, um, take them, uh, there'll be a, a spot. And there's two, two kind of positions I want to talk about as we get deeper into the show where mm-hmm. I'm going to on the Packers, big board have pretty high rankings for like my top 10 wide receivers because all oh, that'd be really fun or interesting and kind of make them undefendable. Right. But then you have to pass the like Bo Melton level, mm. um, when I'm getting to wide receiver 12, 13, 14 on my board, am I a hundred percent sure that I would roster them over Bo Melton? And if I'm not, I'm not drafting them. You right. they have to make the team um, the year that the Tampa took Tyler Johnson. And I can't remember, um, you know, like Denzel Mims was maybe that class. I can't remember, but I remember Tyler Johnson because he was like the last guy on my list that I thought would actually make the Packers. And then they just didn't take a receiver, and people went nuts. People <laughs> got up there in front of everybody and just said, "After we got to a per- certain point at wide receiver, we did not feel that any of the rest of the guys would make the team because they had MVS at the time and right. and um, Malik Taylor and you know the guys that they didn't think the kind of bottom of the draft guys would go. We're going to beat so, out, yeah, right." So I'll take corners, which I think they need desperately, and bump Mm -hmm. them up. I'll take safeties, which I think they need desperately, and bump them up. Um, Especially if they end up moving on from Bakhtiari. Tackles are going to move up. But positions that they don't need, quarterbacks are going to be way down. Non-elite wide receivers are going to be way down. Non-elite defensive tackles are going to be way down because to be – the fifth defensive tackle, you have to be more promising than Colby Wooden, a guy that they, they really like. Okay, so there's there's a Colby Wooden Mendoza line, too, that, <laughs> that the defensive linemen right. have to like. So I I, I did that. The, the Packers big board mock draft Monday. This is a long way of saying what mock draft Monday is, is I will do um, a – based on kind of where the Packers are picking, and sometimes it's, okay, well, they did a trade, which is – that's the case this year. They did a trade, and now they've got this. Or a lot of times um uh, compensatory picks would, would, would be a big factor, like, oh, well, this year they have two fours and a five. So we're gonna do five round mocks because they have eight picks in those five rounds. In those rounds, yeah. Right. yeah. So that's and and I've cut it off at four. Why four? Well, it's pretty darn simple now. Um, yes, the Packers have made some pretty cool picks in round six and seven. Uh I, I think that's to be commended. That's awesome. Like John Runyon Jr. Uh people have their issues with JRJ, but for a six-round pick, he's been excellent i mean he's been a starter for four yeah 100 yep so um we're not going to do round six and seven i'm just not no. and then they don't have a pick in round five because they sent a five and rasul for a three yep for the three um,
0: right however and hey as our good friend justice says you know the, the draft is four rounds After that, you're just throwing darts.
1: Although the pattern with that, I I, and I have stretched it to five just because Green Bay has been so So good, right? In round five, it's (laughs) crazy. crazy. Davion Wicks, uh, Slayton, Aaron Jones is a round five pick. Like, yes, sir, they're good at that. But, um, this year it's four, they sent a five and uh, Rasul for a three, so now they have one, two, two, three, three four four and that second four is probably for the alan lazard contract with the jets so shout out joe douglas so we've been, doing, <laughs> we've been doing um the seven picks in the first four rounds so i'll do the seven picks that they have in the first four rounds then i'll take five six big time big you know big time national mocks cbs sports espn pro football network uh draftwire um pro football focus, uh, ESPN, obviously if they are like the insider stuff, if McShay or Mc or Kuiper comes out with something, right. Um, Daniel, Jeremiah, Dane Brugler, like we will find the ones from the big guys. Uh, and then I'll always, always. And, and by the way, folks, I don't care if you're cheesehead TV, if you are Lombardi Avenue, if you are Acme <laughs> packing company, okay. I don't care. I always, the second to last thing that I do is a Packers multi-round mock by a Packers content creator. I'm, I'm here for you guys. Like that's, I want to, you know, boost your signal in any way that I can. And and so that second to last spot is always for, um, like I said, Lombardi Avenue, Cheesehead TV, whomever it is. And then the last spot's a fa- uh, fan mock. We we love to, um, I'll break down, you know, kind of uh, my favorite one that that ends up in my Twitter replies. Uh, what I like about it, what I don't, and and that's what I do. I, I what I like, what I would do, what I wouldn't have done, and and also I'll sprinkle in things that the Packers aren't going to do,
0: you
1: know, I'll point out when, and, and it's not like, I don't expect because I don't, right. I don't have a clue. I I know two teams and and it's just because of who we sort of partnered with on this Packer report draft guide. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of know what the chiefs like to do, which by the way, is just rooted in Packers, John Dorsey, Dorsey stuff, right? Off, Yep. And I know what the, the Packers like to do. I don't know the draft tendencies and requirements and athletic thresholds of the Jacksonville Jaguars, nor do I know it for the I am, Vikings. I'm sir. It. Right. So, so like, I can't expect that from Dane Brugler. I can't expect right. that from... All Michele, the national guys. You know, I mean, you know, I,
0: I think guys at uh, that level do incredible work, but it's impossible 100%. to get right. down and drill down on 32 teams like that. Exactly. Yeah, Why
1: would... You know why? Why would my 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 buddy from the Draft Wire know that like Goody won't take a wide receiver the who weighs less than one ninety? Right. You just won't. You know what, what? Why would he know that they just won't take a corner who's not five eleven? They they like it's unrealistic to expect them. You know to know all these things and and um that's kind of and I, I try to be nice about it, but I try to also just point <laughs> on the out internet. That, yeah, you're crazy. I, I try. I to, will
0: say I do. I do want to jump in here real quick to say ahead, ahead. this is what I love about this idea and why i wanted you to be on the channel to talk about it because i've been watching you do this now for a couple of years and i do love that like earlier in the season when you were talking about it and people were like not now like not think about it but it is a great exercise for just learning about everybody in the draft process not just the prospects but people who are evaluating them what they're thinking and the ideas that come up from those types of conversations I absolutely love it. And I've watched it grow on your end, like kind of organically, right? And it's really, really interesting. And I think a really cool way of, again, being nice and having a decent kind of conversation <laughs> around what people are thinking when it comes to the draft that isn't, oh, so-and-so is never going to be there, <laughs> like what you hear every year and it's <laughs> the most ridiculous stuff. And it's like to get any kind of content that I'm, isn't that, I, I'm, I'm all in and I love it.
1: Yeah, and, and we just, like I said, you know, I try to and, – and we talked about a couple, three examples um, prior to, to getting on, on, on the recording here where for years, you know, some we'll national uh, – yeah, okay, I'll, I'll start with this. Uh, no, I'll, I'll do the lead-up thing. So real quick, you know, national guys for years would mock a receiver to Green Bay in round one and go like, time to get Aaron Rodgers a weapon. They'll finally do it. Like, you know, it's, no, they won't. You want to know why? their hit rate in around two and three is disgusting and and honestly frankly even later than that but you right. know, whatever they don't view it as a super premium position they just don't they they're they're you know that 35 to 60 is like their sweet spot yeah um has been you know and and uh the second one and until I was proven very wrong was was uh, ball linebacker for years oh yeah people begged I'll, I'll never forget the the just ridiculousness that occurred when green bay took kenny clark over miles jack as they were college teammate and miles i was jack. burning to the ground myself uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and it was there and it's just like they're not gonna do it they're not gonna do it they're not gonna do it and then they trade Devonte adams and they have two ones and they announced the quay walker pick and i just sort of stared at the screen and i'm like what do you mean quay walker <laughs> i think a lot of people were there yeah and, i think a lot of people had that reaction and, you know, you can have whatever opinions you want on on the Quay thing. I just – it's not something that's done. So what's on the screen now um, is something that I've been fighting for the last couple of years. I mentioned Daniel Falele to you. Uh, the, the Ravens right. ended up taking him. I think he was like 6'9", 380. He is the most uh, – he, he he's the most insane example or, like, the super example of right. this. And I, I call him super XL offensive lineman. I, it's a term that I'm relatively certain that none of them are offended by. <laughs> uh, but like the 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 real 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 big ones, uh, as far as tackles are concerned, um, guys that are are just truly truly enormous. And in this class, that'd be like um, Fuaga from Oregon State is three thirty four. Latham from from Alabama is three thirty five. Mims uh, from Georgia's three forty. Um, let's see if there's another one. Guyton is three thirty at six at six foot seven three thirty. Don uh, Calvis from Pitt. Six foot six, three thirty, and and they're good. There are good football players. They they exist. Trent Williams right. is one of them. Trent Williams yep. is enormous. Yep. Um, however, if you look at this table that I made, and by the way, two weeks ago when there was no mock draft Monday, it's because apparently this table crashed our software at Packer <laughs> Report twice, and I just got so angry that I just <laughs> got up and walked away from the computer. Uh, but I, I did this on Google Docs, so what this is right here and this is an example where i'll see a, a national guy and as respectfully as i can just say like um guys fuaga uh, from oregon state i can't remember who whose it was and now i feel dumb but but somebody just today released their first mock draft and and gave um the oregon state tackle to the fuaga to and, and if i'm butchering that i do apologize to the packers right. six foot six 334 um okay he's gonna play guard And if you think the Packers are taking a guard at 25, 25, right? I, I don't know if I can go there with you. So this is anybody that they've taken in the first four rounds at tackle, that they have actually played as a preferred tackle. And before you guys even start, I know Treader played tackle. I know <laughs> that Josh Sitton played tackle. I know TJ Lang played tackle. I know I'm talking about guys that preferred they preferred tackle. Yes. Yeah. That they, you know, they threw Alan Barbary out there on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> what a pull! but I'm serious. You know, like, right. They, threw, they God, threw, I totally they get it out there on purpose. Yep. Okay. Um, these are tackles that they have wanted to play tackle. Right. And on the left you can see that the only guy that has been 6 foot 7 is John Michaels in 1996. The heaviest guy has been Chad Clifton at 320, meaning that or excuse me, there's Sherrod at 321. There's mm-hmm. Sherrod at 321. So, in the last 13 years, they haven't done anybody over 321 pounds and if you actually look at like what I'm looking at here, I'm seeing a mean weight of 309. Well, roughly, not, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna do like I'm not just gonna do the quick math, but I see a median height here for sure of six foot five. Yep. And we you know, I think some people get annoyed of how obsessed they are with versatility. You know, I, I do. I think and
0: I understand that, but damn if they haven't done a pretty damn good job of cultivating yeah. and, that and talent,
1: so, you know. You know, I would say the hit rate here is impressive. Verba was a good player. Clifton, if he's not, should be a Packers Hall of Famer. Definitely. Um, Bulaga, Packers Hall of Famer. Sherrod was nobody's fault. Bakhtiari might be a regular Hall of Famer. Oh, be not a Hall of Famer, exactly. You know, and, and Zach Tom is on his way. And, and of course, you have the misses with uh, Spriggs and, and Barber, although he was a mid-fourth-round pick. That's kind of what you expect there. Right, and right. John Michaels, I think, also got hurt and was kind of nobody's fault, if I remember John Michaels' yeah. career. Agreed. Um, so, yeah, they're, they have a type. Okay. And so when you mock JC Latham at six foot six, 340 to Green Bay, I'm going to be nice about it, but I'm going to point out, like, hey, guys, this is a pretty unlikely thing for the Packers to do. Could they take a tackle that they could maybe, you know, play somewhere else? Yeah, they could. But let me introduce you to Jordan Morgan from Arizona, a Pac 12 tackle at six foot six, 320 that moves. Uh, Troy Fautanu from. Or uh, from Washington, who I just think is actually just going to be a Packer. Either him, him, or the next guy. If they aren't on the team, I'm going to be surprised. And that's Graham Barton, um, a tackle from Duke, six foot five, three fourteen, can play multiple positions. Those are the guys to pay attention to. And it's not because they're necessarily better players, or even guys that I have, you know, ranked higher than Mims or Latham or Fuaga. Mm. But it's just like what are the Packers actually what are the Packers looking at Yeah, what, what, exactly. you know and, and do I think that they would have had, had things continue to go terribly um let's let's say Green Bay finishes uh seven and ten instead of nine and eight right but Love has a pretty similar end of the season where it's like no he is the guy um but Joe Barry just cratered Like yeah like mm-hmm. like they lose the Carolina game and then they're out of it and they just crater and lose to Minnesota and Chicago well, then they're seven and 10, not not nine and eight. They didn't, you know, we didn't have the fun run that we just had. <laughs> right. And maybe in their position to take Joe Alt, they're going to pass on Joe Alt because he's six, eight, probably not. But, but that doesn't mean that he fits, you know, what they've done. And once you get past the super blue chippers like Alt, you get back into, okay, what do they actually do? You know, what, what, what are they actually historically, you know, kind of pointing at, why does this matter? because Ron Wolf taught Ted Thompson who taught Brian Gutekunst and whether you like it or not they're all still there. I know it sounds kind of like incestuous but but it's a way of working that has they're served them
0: extremely well over the course of the last 3 decades or what what have you. And what I find interesting about the alt thing, right? If they had say cratered, right? And they're there. I'm fascinated because the Packers you know, keep winning and putting themselves at the lower parts of the draft each and every year almost So when it is that rare moment where they're up like last year, say, when they got uh, Lucas Van Ness at 13, you know, that's just such a rare moment for the Packers. I do think like more often than not, this is the exact approach, but I am always kind of of fascinated if they were to have a blue chip prospect there who maybe doesn't fit some of their thresholds that they've proven out over the course of many decades. How tough is it in that room to make the call to say, okay, we're going to break the norm here we're going to go outside of our normal kind of shell and we believe that his talent is such that well, it's okay to make an exception
1: yeah i think that would have been definitely something to pay attention to one guy um that that i think really excuse me that What's kind it? of um would have would have stressed that was mm-hmm. uh they loved and and i know it's going to kill people they loved Odell Beckham jr oh, who I is that. Yeah. who is not your normal six foot one 205 pound not a Packers type no but they loved him yep. and 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 again people thought he was like slot only and of course he went 12th overall I mean he went way higher than a normal slot receiver or whatever would go mm-hmm. but that's definitely one example of guys of a, a guy um that i I know that they loved you know, I know that they uh, were not necessarily going to break tendencies because he was probably pretty close. He's he's thick, yeah, he's still almost two hundred pounds. Um, but some of the times too, and, and it's it's I don't know, if funny is the right word. It's interesting. They they've had some of their biggest misses when they've tried to do like yes. specific things. Yep, and and kind of gotten away from from their tendencies, like. um I think they definitely went into the 2020 draft saying we are going to find this fullback H back guy, uh, for Matt's offense. And that was Deguara. and he was not what they normally do. Yep. Um, and, and it, it kind of hasn't worked out. Uh, another huge example of that was, and, and now, you know, um, due to his success, I'm, I'm happy for him certainly, but like Nico Collins, <laughs>
0: Uh, has oh, been awesome. Man. It's and, so funny to watch Nico like explode, right? And Packers fans won't give it up, they won't give it up, which I understand. But it's like we've got this great set of talent now, you know. And but people and, are, uh,
1: people are loving it. And, and I no get doubt. like, I get the you know, the like butterfly effect, I guess, right. is what I would right. say. is. Yeah. Yep. Um uh, because well, you, you needed have... receivers because you didn't take Nico Collins. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't burn two twos to move up to take Christian, you know. Right. And by the way, like here's my my bobblehead. Christian. There you go. Very nice. Um, <laughs> that would have been obviously very sad for me. Um, mm-hmm. but it's true. I mean, they wouldn't have needed they would not have needed to do that. They're similar style receivers. You look at Nico Collins's relative athletic score up in the nine sevens. I mean, he he was their guy, like to a T. Big Ten program, you know, where they just took Rashawn Gary from upper Midwest, gets it, can play in the cold, not a pro- like Nico Collins just screamed at Green Bay Packer right through and through. And, you know, allegedly the quarterback wanted a slot receiver. And so they went and got him a slot receiver. Now I'm not gonna pin everything on Rodgers, but I mean <laughs> Amari Rogers happened, however, it happened. I don't mm-hmm. care if Aaron Rodgers banged the table for him because he was related to Randall Cobb. I'm going to throw an allegedly in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but th- he was, he did not fit what they do at, no. at all. Amari did not. And the fact that Am- they, yeah, the fact that they traded up was always so
0: weird, right? Like I know Brian liked him, but it was not their prototypical type.
1: No, and that's it why it was and, always and it, so surprising, but the exact same person could say neither was Jaden Reed. Now a hundred percent. There are right? there are some allegations that like green Bay had about eight tenths of a second. Less on his 40 on their hand time, and that kind of shifts some things, but still, um, not the crazy agility numbers. And and people get obsessed with 40 time. Green Bay is actually kind of obsessed with agility numbers, like they're guys. They're you go look at like Greg Jennings' three cone and his short shuttle, that's what they're looking for. They want to know if you can move and create space, right? And and obviously, Christian is like one of the foremost athletic wide receivers ever, and that was not just based on running straight. (laughs) Real fast. That was based on being 6'4 210 and still being able to get some drill and short
0: shuttle and stuff. I still remember that that when after he was drafted and people talking about how he was another MVS. And I'm like, just watch him in space against (laughs) any defender and you can dispel that notion immediately. I mean, he that's a kid who's got that speed, but yeah, he has way more. Uh,
1: after the catch, in my mind, anyway. Yeah, and 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 two, I mean, just at the top of the route. I mean, the, the ability right. to actually separate, which is what why Reed was so interesting. Not that he can't separate, but just, like, his short shuttle numbers, his vertical, which is not just the ability to jump, but it it really portends your explosive ability. Your right. Guys with a high vertical also have quick acceleration because that's how they anatomically, physiologically <laughs> put together. Right. Uh, you know, they have burst. Um, and and so his change of direction was kind of eh, and his obviously his height and weight from their perspective historically were also kind of eh, but he's a dude, and so um, absolutely, yeah. And and I hope and this will kind of move to something that you've interacted with me on Twitter, and I don't mean to lead your show, but that I want to talk a little bit. No, please do, please do. That's why you're here. Um, Nickel, oh, yeah, buddy. I so I, I was online as i am unfortunately far too often (laughs) and i i actually kind of am am sort of worried at the the time i was like yep that's fine go get a three for rasul it's cool right this team needed rasul yeah they did and yeah they did you know it's however however 31 36 attempts 36 attempts by brock purdy Mm -hmm. 31 of them were targeted at interior pass defenders for the Packers. That means they were throwing at Keyshawn, they were throwing at the safeties, they were throwing at the linebackers. linebackers. They threw at Valentine and Jair five times. They saw that they saw that Tampa tape. So if Sewell you know if Sewell is playing the Valentine spot, Mm -hmm. you're gonna make a difference in that specific game. And 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 again I would rather have Rasul Douglas for like seven and a half million or whatever the hell he's making next year than pick ninety eight. I would because I think this team has a chance to be very good next year. And corner is like one of the top needs, yep. uh, but it wasn't going to change, you know, what their problems were. And, and I, I love Keyshawn Nixon. I would love to have Keyshawn Nixon make about half as much as he was making this year and come back as the returner and break glass of encaged of emergency. That's at- it corner and that's exactly it I mean
0: the need to kind of boost that floor on defense is so so so, like very very real and I like Keyshawn absolutely as a returner but man they need to improve at nickel they need to improve at nickel that has to happen
1: and they just haven't cared I mean they they (laughs) basically they brought and what's insane to me is this is a franchise that watched Charles Woodson win defensive player of the year from the nickel. From, from the nickel, from the star <laughs> position. Thank
0: you. His versatility. That's why I always thought they were going to put Jair there. And I understand, like, the diminutive stature, et cetera. But, man, that kid, before he got the shoulder injury, could yeah. totally do that.
1: Oh, you he know? would have been an awesome nickel. That's what bugged me. In. And, I, look, like, I screw stuff up, right? I'm not, you know, i be working in the NFL if I got everything right. I'd be making a lot of money. Even then, you right. Yeah, <laughs> but so I screwed up the Josh Jackson thing. Hand up, I did. Like I, I, I loved him. Loved him. Freaked He's out like when him. they took him. But I still think what they did was dumb. I, I think Jair was the obvious inside guy, and yep. having totally agree. Josh Jackson, who some of thought, the perimeter, right? Yeah, Josh Jackson, who some thought like to me, Josh Jackson is Sewell, honestly, yep. and the, like some people that borderline free safety from Josh Jackson. And you're going to make a guy with that change of direction play nickel. Anyway, Yeah, um, that never made sense, but you just look at what they've done the last, however many years they've been contending a very, very, very near retirement. Tremont Williams, (laughs) who, who gave way to Chandon Sullivan, who you found from the Eagles practice, which whatever they also found Sewell on the practice squad. I'm not necessarily. No, I feel you. But okay. then Chandon. This Sol- is the level of investment, right? Right. Chandon Sullivan gave up big play after big play. Yep. Only to give way to Keyshawn, who, who also gives up big, big play. Right. So that's and and okay. So if that means one of two things, and one of my favorite guys is Terry and Arnold. Um, average height. He's from Alabama, six mm. foot. Not not one of these six two like Kevin King types. Not one of these five ten types either. Has a ton of. Uh, slot experience. People are going to love the idea of Cooper DeGene from Iowa in in the slot. Um, I'm I'm here for that too. Uh, I think he could be uh-huh. super Micah Hyde in the sense that uh-huh. I think Co- Cooper could be an awesome free safety or a very good nickel. I think Cooper is much more athletic than Micah. And by the way, I would take Micah Hyde back so fast like could, yesterday. Yeah, right, but- <laughs> right. Treat it, and 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 if, and what I'm getting to is, if you're going to break your tendencies for Amari Rogers and Jaden Reed because they play inside, maybe look at a five nine and a half corner who's thick and can play. Maybe look at a five ten corner who can actually play the slot position who's twitched up because that's who they're going against. Okay, they're going right. against These short two way goes in space. You need someone exactly. who can handle that, and in they a, haven't or, had
0: someone who can handle that since Woodson was in town. It, maybe Micah.
1: A hundred percent. And and Micah just did it because he was smarter than everybody else. Exactly. He, he knew route combos. He knew sets. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 100%. And, and so that's a spot where, to me, I would say treat it as its own position and, and start treating it like a starter. Well, start- especially. Yeah, I was just going to say, especially in a league where you're in nickel 75 percent of the time. How is that not an area where you invest? Right. Especially and, in the draft. And I'm fine, too. I would have been fine if their answer to it was, oh, we'll play big nickel. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: sure. <laughs> Except you have no safeties. Zero. Savage is gone. I mean, not necessarily gone, but not under contract. Yeah, no. Owens He's, is not he, under I think contract. he'll be
0: gone. Yeah. They've um, got to start over there completely, I think.
1: And, I mean, I would bring Darnell back just I – mean, all this is cost-dependent. It, right. it really is. Of course. It's just someone. Um, and, of course, a lot of this depends on – who's the, the defensive play coordinator maybe. is yes you know, yeah, that's a lot. big deal but um anyway the, you know your, your your three huge snap and safeties this year were darnell savage rudy ford and jonathan owens and none of them are under contract so you can't sell me that you're going to play big nickel when you need to find two starters somehow <laughs> before next season anyway much less three right. guys that can play um and yeah jair would have been great now he's a 5 10, 190 pound corner with bad shoulders he'd play outside i yeah. i'm i'm that's you know, fine. Um, But I would, like you said, I mean, like we've, like we have said, he needs to be, that position needs to be treated as a starting position. If, and I'm just going to, this is great, super great radio. I'll just tell you where uh, Keyshawn Nixon ranked in terms of just snaps. It it won't Mm. take very long here. Just uh, let's see. The internet man. We got all the time in the world. It's all (laughs) good. And I'm just going to order the spreadsheet by total snaps. And there is Keyshawn Nixon at number two. Oh. Quay Walker played 973 snaps. Keyshawn Nixon played 937 snaps. And then you go down to Jonathan Owens at 927. And what in Jesus' name were they doing playing Kenny Clark 913 snaps? Anyway.
0: <laughs> the Kenny conversation we'll have but, down the road. But, but the Nixon thing, man.
1: If your nickel is your number two snapper. Yep. He, it can't be. Ah, well, it's just another thing for my kick returner to do. No, it isn't. No. It's no, not, sir. yeah. And and I, Jaden Reed's great. People talk about, you know, he could have taken Brian Branch instead of Jaden Reed or Luke Musgrave. I'm I'm very fine with. I wanted Brian, Brian. Branch. I, I loved Brian Branch, but yeah. I was over the moon when yes.
0: they ended up getting Reed and Musgrave. So take I good am players, fine. they took
1: good players. Exactly. take good players, they took good players. What what you and I are both saying and I think in agreement with is time to time to fix the safety room and time to start treating. The interior corner spot, as if it is real, and frankly, the exterior corner situation, I'm not passing anything up because of Carantino Valentine. I love CV, love him, but I'm with you. But I'm, I'm not, and I'm also not passing anything up because of what I think I might or might not get from Eric Stokes.
0: Yep. That, oh that, no. no, that Stokes, might end up Stokes got to prove a lot yet. I and, mean, come on.
1: And Stokes is more of like kind of a nobody's fault. Yeah, I don't think they took him any stinks. I think they took him and he got super hurt and yeah. it, it just s happens, right? Yep. <laughs> that's
0: no, that, I, that's no right doubt. But that's yeah. still an issue, right? The yeah. fa- the fact that you're still creating a void opposite Jair on the perimeter that you've got to fill with somebody who's uh, trending in the right way. I mean, Valentine for for everything he did this season, I still don't know much about him. You know what I mean? Like I saw him get physical at times and I certainly saw that he's not afraid to chat after a play is talking. over.
1: But, it's you know,
0: time. but it's not like they they played so much zone when he was out there. And it's to your point in the San Francisco game, people knew how to attack the Packers. It was like, go over the middle of the field, attack either holes in the zone or some really, really tough guys in coverage as far as you're able to take advantage of them. So there was no need to go after Valentine. So I just don't. Yeah, I just, it's going to be interesting to see how they prioritize that. Because they should. But it all comes down to value, who's on the board when they pick and things like that. I mean, I'm sure like, they've got these ideas, but it's so hard when it like happens in real time and you're like, okay, X and Y and Z are available. Okay, well, who fits the best and who's got the best upside? Those are all things that we talk about from now until April and then everything we thought was going to transpire turns on ahead and is completely different. That's what I love about the draft. <laughs> Let's uh, let's get into your second page
1: here. If we got to yes, lit. yes, we got, you got your mock draft up here. Yeah, so I just thought it'd be fun to do my draft uh here, and I'll just kind of talk you through my thought process. Right. Um, I'm gonna go just for time's sake, even though a lot of the time when I have uh, ever since Green Bay's kind of been slotted into 25, I've liked to trade down. It's because i kind of have these corners in my head um that i'd sort of be pulling the ejector seat if, if, the, if none of them were available <laughs> right and if anybody's willing to throw me an extra pick to move down and kind of take somebody i would have taken it at that, that spot anyway Not anyway right um but I, i've gotten to the point now after watching a little bit more uh i'm, I'm willing to throw cameron kitchens and tyler newbin in with those five corners that i really like meaning that there are seven players plus like if something insane happens at the wide receiver position, I'm, I'm willing to sort of chat about, Oh, come on. And I'm, and and that's
0: 25.
1: That's a tough thing. Wide receiver. Come on. Okay. Well, uh, and by the way, that means three guys and none of them are going to be there. And I, I know how much everybody, including myself has crapped on not going to be their guy. Right. Um, because these guys are not going to be there. Right. (laughs) Right. my threshold is Harrison jr. Never going to happen. Never. And then neighbors in a dunes. And I think neighbors in a dunes, would like, I don't even know if the, like Laramie Tunsil bong mask situation (laughs) would could
0: drop him down. You know what I
1: mean? So like, that's, that's about the, as quote unquote insane as I would be willing to get. So uh, no trades, a four round mock. And I'll just kind of briefly go through my, uh, you know, thought process as we absolutely roll through here. Okay, um, this one is, interesting. again, Latham, like not a guy. Trice is super, super interesting to me. Uh, like a six four, six three, not super long, but like 270. The kind of guy that they love. Like Gary is big. Uh, Van Ness is big. big. And a <laughs> try-hard guy. He's a Pac-12 guy. Um, very much, you know, a kind of guy that they have have, have liked in the past. But just looking at the corners that are sort of available here, um, I like Tampa quite a bit, but Rakestraw is in my group. And okay. as much as I love Kinchins and Nubin, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Rakestraw. And the reason is Rakestraw tackles. My God, oh, heaven does he tackle? take and, him and take, <laughs> like uh,
0: anybody with warm bodies, a pulse and a tackler. I want him on this defense. And, and I, think so sick could, of I
1: think he could play and just, here's my little peek at the trade. See, mm. I don't know what the lions are offering me to trade down to 30. I would so fast your head would spin, but <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Nope. I'm gonna make the selection. If, if it's me, I'm mm. looking at picking at 25 and the lions are at 30. And I would be super thrilled with trice rake straw, Kinchins or Newbin at 30, and the odds of all four of them being gone are non existent, but we're not, we're going to stick to the rules. I'm going to go rake straw. Um, and I'm going to probably start him off inside next. Like, if there we if, go, in my, I'm going to play world. him at nickel and my world, Jair and, and Valentine again, pending mm. no free agent additions. Which, by the way, Kendall Fuller, I am, I am putting, oh, man, I am, putting, I, why are you talking like this? <laughs> I am putting my, my the the candle circle on Twitter for <laughs> around Kendall Fuller for one edition. Mm-hmm. If I could make one mid level, he's not at the top. People, no, keep, he's not
0: going to get. Yeah, I people get
1: keep uh, sign Winfield Jr. That, that's uh, okay. Hey? I mean, yes. If <laughs> right, if we're on Madden and we can turn the salary cap off, yeah. that'd be great. Can you sign Jordan Love to five years fifty? Because if you can't, <laughs> you know. Right. Okay, so Rakestraw.
0: Why rake straw over the others simply because he tackles.
1: Yeah. Yep. Because Mostly. he's the last of my group. So my group right now, yeah. as it sits is Dejean Nate Wiggins, who's actually my, my cornerback one. And I have seen some simulations where he ends up with the Packers. I don't think it's insane. Right. Um. But Nate Wiggins is, is from Clemson. Um. I, I like both Alabama quarters corners, excuse mm-hmm. me, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper Dejean from Iowa. I like quite a bit. And then, um, uh, Rake straw. And, nice. and the Rakestraw thing is just because he has that versatility and he tackles. And oh, and I'm I'm willing to I'm go all in. Yep. <laughs> um, this is really interesting. Leggett is not is not like my favorite guy in the world. Um uh, Xavier Leggett, He is not probably what what I would do. Um TJ Tampa is just staring at me. The Packers have gone corner corner before, and, and frankly, I would play if you look quick at TJ here. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he's 6'2", 200. He is your Kevin King style. Oh, not Kevin King, but right. he is all day. Russell Douglas is a reasonable, reasonable yeah. comp for TJ Tampa. We're we're not going to do that. Uh, I'm also not going to um, go the wide receiver route. Kalen Bullock is interesting. Packers fans are going to get real mad because Kalen Bullock does not tackle. No oh, boy. Uh, he, coverage? I mean... That middle of the field stuff isn't happening anymore with Kalen Bullock. But if they're going to play quarters and expect him to come down in the alley, it's going to look a lot like when Darnell Savage comes down. Yeah, in that's
0: yeah. No, no more of that. What so about my, my boy guy. Byron Murphy? There, I love him. I know, I absolutely love him.
1: I've seen that. Here's my problem, Byron Murphy. Mm-hmm. Give me his teammate. Byron yeah, Murphy. I love so. Every time I mention him, people say this. Okay. <laughs> I like Byron. I I love Byron Murphy too. Six one three zero eight. I don't need it. I don't yeah, no, I'm not. I hear you and I here's why you. because at this point despite his relative decent size Devontae mm-hmm. Wyatt is not a run defender he's just not he, he, he is not defending the run right now Carl Brooks is a pass rush specialist and a damn fancy one good one right and but at this point no and Colby Wooden's 270 <laughs> yeah he's not he's not the beef in your line so in any I am not form. taking a six foot one defensive tackle and making him my sixth sixth d tackle in that room or kicking out colby for byron murphy and i love byron murphy i do but here's my guy right here give it to me chris jenkins
0: cullen's nephew chris's son i've read line. about this kid that's okay so sell me on him because i don't i have not watched him play much i've obviously okay. seen when they're on national television so 63 three,
1: 305 plays a number of different positions along the line along the line if you look um Jesse Minter's running that vogue Baltimore Ravens mm. multiple front defense. Right. He is the best run defending defensive lineman in the class, period. And he's not 380 like my dog Tavondre, who I, who I <laughs> right. love. Right. He he's a normal defensive lineman size, you know, six foot three hundred ten, something like that. We right. could play a little bit of three for you. He could play a little bit of five for you. I don't think he'd die at at, at the one tech um he can play but he is the best run defending defensive lineman and there is pass rush upside i've they call him the machine or some ridiculous (laughs) we'll give him a better name it's all right but there's some there are there's plenty of discussion right about his uh athletic prowess he's gonna be in my opinion the mutant it's the mutant there you go his name is the mutant i see i like the mutant the mutant's better than the machine i'll give him that i'll tell you this he's gonna end up with that green ras and then he's gonna Mm -hmm. end up on the packers ras shortlist which is something else that i started at Cheesehead tv which is like 81.3 percent of green bay's draft picks in the last five years have come from guys who test at least this well here's a hundred guys or here's the list of 60 guys they're probably going to take 8 of them <laughs> you know here's and they always story. do right yep so chris jenkins is going to be the one guy and and i'm going to get i'm going to catch you know what for this I, <laughs> buddy watch xavier worthy so unnecessary i keep telling you i so keep unnecessary. Telling people keep saying this to me yes so unnecessary <laughs> but the way that he wins deep mm-hmm. um he's thinner than they like i mean he he's a he's a thin guy But him and Christian and Musgrave and Reed on the same field would be ridiculous. But Chris Jenkins. There you go. I love it. I I mean, ah, the the run defense. By the way, that was based a lot on the fact that my two guys were gone. Jordan Morgan, my two Pac-12 tackles that I love, Mm. that I think. So those two guys that I mentioned earlier in the show, Jordan Morgan from Arizona, Troy Fautano from Washington, and then I'll throw Graham Barton from Duke in there as well. I think if any of those three are there when the, at the Jets pick, mm. it's over. That's mm. just what they're going to do. Move it. However, okay. They were not there. Um, this is a layup for me uh, because I already took a defensive tackle, so I'm not going to take sweat. Um, Jatavion Sanders would be super fun. He would take the Deguara role and then just make it like use chick plus. Oh, now he's, we're talking. He's six four. 6'3 um, 20 years old. So it's, it's like be like drafting Holy Kenny cow. Clark again. Yeah. Damn. But he dominated the Big 12. Very, very exciting. I just think them taking another tight end in the second round. Yeah, I'd be, be I'd be surprised.
0: The thing that was so disappointing with DeGuara, too, towards the end, especially in that game against San Francisco, is what a tell he has become. Because they're not putting him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're not putting him out there for anything other than, okay, go cut off that backside end. Uh, and 100%.
1: that is it.
0: That is why 100%. he's there.
1: Um, I I got to tell you, I have a firm round one grade on Chop Robinson. So as, as much as people talk about value, yeah, I just I have a firm one on him. I'm I'm interested to see how he tests. Uh, build the whole plane out of edge rushers, fine. I'll build a whole <laughs> plane out of edge rushers. <laughs> I don't go. care. Let's he, go. Unique. Well, especially Enig, Enigbari. I mean, he's out yeah, now, right? I mean, right. you got to think at least a year, probably. So, and, and, yeah, build it up finally. And I've always been in love with these guys like Brian Burns, Spindley, right. um, Harold Landry was always sort of a more go around you than go through you. They've got all the growth, the go through is okay. I mean, mm-hmm. that's Rashawn yeah. Gary and Lucas Van Ness are trying to go through your face. Yep. Chop 6'3, 250. Chop looks like Clay Matthews, and that would give them a different weapon. And I'm just like, in my brain, by having five top 100 picks. One of them can be not steak, right? This is my, uh, this is my steak Oscar. This is the crab (laughs) dip on top of my steak is chop Robinson. Now your top two rushers next year are Gary and Preston. And your second two are chop Robinson and Lucas van Ness. And that is a really scary thing. And, and that, this is my, my, my butter. This is my sizzle. This is what I, you know, my extra (laughs) thing. I love it. I mean, you need it though. Especially
0: yeah. if you want to keep him health, you know, fresh and rolling in bodies throughout the game. I'm I'm all in on this idea.
1: This is easy. We're going back to Michigan. Blake Corum. Love it. Love him. Love him. I um, had him
0: in my mock. And yeah. people actually like the pick, which never happens. But, yes, <laughs> I love this kid. Now, that's somebody I have seen uh, a little bit more of, obviously, because he handles the football. But, man, yes. Give sure. me more of that. And talk about having him rotating in for Aaron Jones. Yes. Hello. Yep. Yes, please.
1: Okay. um, I'm going to just make real quick. We're going to sort by safeties here. (laughs) Jaden Hicks. Jaden Hicks. I I like Baron just fine. Jaden Hicks. um, Brugler had Jaden Hicks to the Packers at the Jets pick, which is is a little out of pocket, I think, but, Hicks is really interesting. Um, 6'3", 2'12". Some people actually think he might end up as a dime linebacker. I think he can survive um, playing safety, especially if you're going to do like a single high system where uh, he could kind of be the Amos, I think. Does he tackle? Um, he yeah, does. The tweeners always scare me. The tweeners he,
0: always make me think they can't tackle.
1: And not no, he, enough. He, he does tackle. Um, Versatile. And as far as these guys here, Uh, Jalen Simpson's really interesting to me PFF doesn't think a ton of Jalen Simpson But Jalen Simpson to me is a slot corner And maybe why I'm a little bit obsessed with him But Jalen uh, (laughs) Hicks here for sure Nice So our big thing, you know, things we haven't accomplished yet Mm -hmm. Is offensive line So that's that's definitely You know they'll do that on day three We know they'll
0: do that in like rounds five, six, and seven that's just kind of my set it and forget it at this point as a Packers fan. I mean, sure. if they do end up taking a tackle or something, I'm not going to be surprised.
1: But yeah, I think oh, perfect, done. Easy. There we go. Yep. Speaking pack, of the devil, Pack Twelve, <laughs> Pack Twelve, six four three eleven. I, I don't even need. I don't need to know anymore.
0: <laughs> that's it. Sign yep, them up. that's it.
1: Done. <laughs> and then uh, let me just. Ooh, I love Bo Melton's brother. Oh, is that who that is? Yep. Oh, come on.
0: I mean, that is the thing, though, like you do yeah. if you do take somebody as a wide receiver, it's like you got to be able to beat out Bo Melton. And who the hell is going to beat out Bo Melton from like day three on?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, And I'm going to go Eichenberg. I think he is. As much as this will make Packers fans annoyed, I just think he's that, you know. Is that Ohio he, State
0: kid? Yeah. Like that's anytime you mention any Ohio State draft prospect going to the Packers, you get hate mail. I I know yeah. I've known that. For years.
1: But I just think he is Blake Martinez. And as much as people hated Blake Martinez, he was productive. I'm good with especially with at that next, point in the draft. Yeah. Hell yeah. I and Hell I think yeah. honestly might end up being sort of a long term starter. So here you are. This will end up in mock draft Monday today. Uh really pleased with how this one went. Um, no, you know, real serious offensive line help, but La is is a guy that that I like just fine. Um, and again, six four three eleven can play a guard spot, can play a tackle. Uh, If you, you know, want to throw him in a direct competition with Sean Ryan at right guard, that's fine. There are a couple centers that I like, you know, in this class, but then it's like, okay, we're definitely moving on from Myers. And I, I understand some of the desire to move on from Myers, but they seem uh, to love him though.
0: I mean, I understand it on outside the building, but inside they, they sure seem committed to him.
1: And, and I tell you what, he, he is improving and he Agreed. was a high school five-star tackle. He is sort of still learning that position. He's also tall for a center. tall as hell, yeah. Um, and I definitely think if you improve that that spot next to him where Jenkins is awesome, but, like, the yep. right guard, you know, Agreed. If, if Sean Ryan can take a step into – Especially in pass
0: pro, yeah. You definitely.
1: know, and then you, you maybe throw some right guard competition in there. I'm down with that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled with this. Rake Stride play – um, inside Hicks, is, I think is going to start day one somewhere uh, in the secondary. I have no problem with that. Chop Robinson, as I mentioned, is my steak, uh, or is my sizzle? Excuse me. Right, right. Um, he's kind of my "quote unquote" extra guy. Uh, Chris Jenkins immediately upgrades the run defense in a huge way. Quorum is Love whatever. Him. Patrick Taylor replacement. Question, and-
0: question for you there yeah. on Quorum because this is something I like hesitated when I was doing my own mock, and I I did end up getting him, and I but I got him on day two. Are, do you think they're not burned by, but do you think they'll still potentially pull the trigger on whoever? Like, not necessarily Corum, but a running back on day two, like they did with A.J. Dillon, probably didn't get, you know, I'm pretty sure they projected him to emerge as a frontline starter. That didn't happen. Do you think that makes them gun-shy at all? I mean, because they did find Aaron Jones in the fifth round. Yeah, you know? there's The whole conversation around running back value, especially in the draft.
1: Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's definitely a part of the conversation. I, I think it, where I took him, which is the, 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 you know, third round late, like the high eighties. Yeah. I, I don't know that that's going to be a, a huge sticking point for them. You Makes know, sense. um, I would be surprised though. Cause I've seen people that really, really like Trey Benson, uh, take him in round two. That's a running back out of Florida state. I, I like Trey just fine as well, but, I've I've also seen um and I think the, the number one back in this class is Jonathan Brooks from Texas. Right. Uh but he tore his ACL kind of late ish in the season. And I've seen some people take him for the Packers. And I, I think anytime you have a chance to take a top back in the class who I think had he stayed healthy, might have had late round one, early round two buzz. And you, you take him, you know, at fifty seven, like where where I took chop, where they took Dylan basically, who I think they right. took at sixty. Yep. Maybe, you know, you could, but I, I am not, and have not been taking any running backs at 25, 41 or 57 yeah. because of there. what you said. And, yeah. and it usually is quorum for me in these late third round area, because um, for me, he's RB two. And I don't know that, that that's going to move. And I, and there are people, plenty of people that prefer Trey Benson there, prefer a number of different guys uh, there's an Audric Tismay from uh, Notre Dame that's getting some RB2 love. For me, it's Corum. And if it's not Corum or Brooks, then, yeah, I'm looking at 125 or 135. Uh, one guy that I really like, and this would not probably be even where you'd comp like an Aaron Jones or even have that expectation. <laughs> I've always wanted forever um, the Packers to give Aaron Rodgers Darren Sproles. Uh no dude this is
0: something i used to talk about with greg bedard this is how long this has been going on sure like the fact that the packers seemingly have an aversion to that type of not only back but that type of player you know what i mean like and i would love seven that's
1: not that's not my point right but i just go back to even the super bowl season and what brandon jackson became and the big check down plays that he made in the super bowl yep um you Moving know, the sticks, what, keeping you on schedule. Absolutely. It's not that Aaron Jones, I like, can't do that. Obviously, um, the arrow route against Chicago in week one, right. the under against uh, the, the little slant under the the slot fade in, in week uh, eight, seven. All of that said, he's still not that quick titch, twitch type of no, guy. No. And, and the guy, at all. The guy that, that, and his brother was a very, very good slot wide receiver for Texas and Jordan Shipley, Will mm-hmm. Shipley from Clemson yes catches the hell out of it i like him a lot and he's a mid-round guy that i would be very interested in and and just in general i get that the third down or like the third back on the roster plays a ton of teams i do i understand that I, i really do um and so green bay has kind of the expectations for their number one and number two to really be able to actually carry it like be an effective carrier of the football jones and dylan have to both be able to carry it and so if you're going to go with that, we're like my, my my number one and my number two have to be able to be effective in our basic stuff. Then my number three needs to be able to play teams. And so that's I do understand why they have sort of not been super involved in the pass catching number three, because if that player is not that a good guy's enough, not flying down on coverage. Units. Right. If that player is not a good enough or big enough athlete to help you on kick cover on punt cover on kick return, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Why do we have them around? Yep. Well, the answer is for the offense, <laughs> you know, move obviously. the chains, get yeah. you out of the sticks, keep you on schedule. And 100%. there's guys that I like plenty to, um, that could be a part of, you know, not the, 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 just the pass catching. Like I think Bucky right. Irving could be, could be great. I like, uh, Ray Davis from Kentucky quite a bit, uh, Gopher fans, or excuse me, Badger fans. Ooh, that was a cardinal sin. Uh, you
0: we'll, know, edit, we'll edit that out. Yeah,
1: right. Badger fans. <laughs> you know, if you if they're gonna let Dylan walk, you can just get another Dylan and Braylon Allen. And 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 I almost had him in my mock. Yeah, he, uh, he, he showed up like right at the my last pick in the fourth. But I I I went. And, and way, he, but... I think, is a guy you could get in round four. Which he's so funny. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but like <laughs> just the way that. I'll get badger fan. Trust me, I'm a badger fan, and I've literally had both the trust me, I'm a badger. Fan. Trust me, I'm a badger fan. He's a bum. He won't do anything in the league. And trust me, I'm a badger fan. He's right. not getting out around two. Exactly. I've had both the trust. It me. is officially draft season. Oh, <laughs> um, Marks from Mississippi State is another guy that I really like that has kind of that feature back size um, that I think could could do well. Uh, if you needed you know a guy to take 15, 16, 18 carries and is in enough uh in the, the pass game, et cetera. But he's another guy where, you know, PFF has him at 150. Well, Green Bay has picked 125 and 135, you know, and, and so um no, but I, I would guess, you know, if you just put a gun to my head and said, will Green Bay take a running back sometime oh. in round one through four? I, I think yes.
0: I think it's a real I, good chance. I, I, I do think happens. yes. Yeah, I agree. Ross This has been phenomenal. I love chatting draft with you each and every year, but this, this is awesome. I love mock draft Monday. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about it. People can check it out. We'll put a link in the description of this video and hope let's do this again. I'd love to kind of keep chatting pretty much uh, throughout the off season, leading up to the draft. Um, Ross, thanks so much for the time, man. All
1: right. Thanks Aaron.